Welcome back, everybody, to the Dom and Colin podcast for the finale of the Challenge USA. The final has been run. We have two new champions on our hands and a lot to get into in uh, what actually is very sadly, bittersweet, very sadly um, going to be the last challenge coverage from us specifically on this feed as we uh, have announced and we are going to be beginning uh, our uh, or continuing our coverage of the challenge over on a new feed that we have since named and we have since uh, debuted in the last time that we since we spoke to you guys here Uh, so we'll get into all of that but uh, first of course I am one of your hosts Matt Ligori alongside my co-host Brian Scally. Scally what's up? Hello, hello. The end of an error. Uh, an error. error. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be uh, me well. if I didn't make a mistake. Well, <laughs> end of an error coming, you know, coming in. <laughs> I don't know. Right. And uh, end All of that. an era. Yes. No, seriously, though. It was, uh, it's been six years. I think we did the math on a lot of seasons. And, Ish, who knows? <laughs> and it's been uh, a treat getting to, you know, work here alongside Dom and Colin. Um, and it's just in case anybody missed the last podcast, we just both uh, have enough time on our hands right now where we're able to uh, do something that we had been thinking about for a while and just kind of expanding a little bit um, and, and turning this into a little bit something bigger and a little bit something that's, you know, more just us. Um, and that is what we have. So we do have a new feed that is up and running because the free agents podcast is uh, underway. Ooh, yes, there is a Twitter account, a podcast feed, all of the all the fixins. So people can go find that. That's where we'll be doing our challenge thirty nine coverage and beyond. And it's all good things. It's exciting. Yeah, uh, we explained it on the first episode that we have already done on that feed, which was um, the episode zero of the Challenge 39, the cast preview. We explained where the name kind of came from. It's just um, obviously it's a challenge season or maybe not obviously if you're new to the show, um, <laughs> but also just kind of uh, is uh, reference to, you know, what, what we have going on for ourselves. We're free agents. We're going to talk about the challenge. We're going to talk about um, maybe other shows that pop up that we have interest in talking about and maybe one offs and, you know, whatever the heck we want to use the feed for because it's ours and we can do it. So it's going to be fun. Um, That, again, first episode... Well, there's two episodes up in the feed. We reposted the draft um, from challenge 39. So that that's up there as well as the episode that we just recorded a day or two ago about uh, the 39 episode zero. So all of that is available for anybody that's interested. Uh, the Twitter is running, the feeds going, it's on Apple, it's on Spotify. Um, Patreon will be coming sooner or later so that we can, um, get into some more fun with the bonus content, which I'm very excited for with, uh, so some social media, uh, discussion and, uh, some bonus drafts that we're going to do along the way and just a lot of fun. So it's going to be fun, but again, bittersweet to be, uh, doing this last podcast here. Um, we've said it a million times. We'll say it a million more. But, uh, you know, endless thanks to Dom and Colin for hosting us for all these years and um, to Colin, especially for putting up with us uh, for all these years, (laughs) putting everything up at uh, all different times of the day and waiting for one of us to remember to send the podcast correctly or the picture correctly or whatever it was. So, you know, always, always going to be grateful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, they know. But, you know, over and over. They know. Um, You know what else they know? Well. Dom doesn't know. Uh, Colin <laughs> might know, but uh, we have two new champions of the challenge. Ooh, look at that. Yeah, two new champions. I'm excited to talk about uh, their winning seasons, talk about uh, what that means moving forward. Will we see any of these people again? I feel like there's a lot to discuss here. 
There is. And I feel like uh, maybe 10% of it is from what we actually watched. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this was very much, uh, you know, it was uh, the, the finale. The finale was vibes. Uh, <laughs> stuff happened. Uh, I don't know if every single thing mattered a whole lot, but it, the season's over. <laughs> yeah. So we had fun. Um, and now it's over. Final has been run. Two new champions. So congratulations to uh, Survivor and Survivor, uh, Chris Underwood and Desi Williams, two new challenge champions. Uh, Chris taking down three veteran guys along the way, uh, one being a seven-time champion, Johnny Bananas. Um and Desi taking down two of her close allies she worked with all season long and last season of MTV's champion, Tori. So both of them with some very impressive work done here. Um, I guess let's start with the final itself. It's it's always hard for us to, I feel like, or at least for me, uh, to, you know, line up the final with all the others because they just they go by, in a, you know, in a blink of an eye. And they're also not the most exciting episode of the season by a long shot. So you're just like, eh, is there I, I don't know. So is there anything specifically, Scally, that stood out to you um, that was really good or really bad or whatever from this final? Um, I mean, day one in terms of all these different skills challenges, I think it's an interesting idea. Um, and I like that, like, just because you do badly and it doesn't mean you're entirely out but i think that there were a lot of things in this challenge that either mattered way too little or way too much uh i wish that it was just like one straight run even if it was like you know you sleep you get here you have to sleep for six hours and then you leave like six hours from when you got here like that is uh my preference but i don't think it's ever really going to be what we get because they want to see people cross the finish line in similar times these days so uh you know there were ups and downs to this challenge for me um, the biggest thing that I'm going to start off with is something that we didn't even see. Uh, there was an overnight portion that was completely cut out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they had them like, okay, there's a campfire and we're running to day two. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I didn't even think about it because, I don't know, I was just not thinking about it. And then uh, Bananas tweeted uh, about uh, somebody had a screen a screenshot of, of a picture of all of them standing unless this was some AI picture and bananas is making it up, which I don't think is the case. Um, at least not this time. Um, it was a screenshot of all of them just standing on a perch, just typically what you see when they do the overnight portion and they all have to stay awake for X amount of time. I don't know what the rules were because it looked like they were all standing up there and it didn't seem like anybody, you know, it wasn't partners or somebody sleeping and somebody standing on the perch. They were all just standing up there for however long, um, obviously did eventually get sleep and nobody in confessional is talking about, well, we had to be up all night on this perch. So, you know, I'm tired today. It was just all focused on what happened yesterday, what happened today. And I guess it was just so unimportant and they were so pressed for time being that it was just a typical you know one hour episode that they said all right screw it we're just showing the uh beginning and the end yeah i don't know how they would have found time i feel like this was already pretty rushed um and also i don't really care that they have to stand on a perch for hours at a time uh (laughs) you know it could be an interesting enough even like a challenge or an elimination that is like an endurance thing uh if there was a way that it's like all right, you guys are going to stand up here and the first person to fall off is eliminated from this final. Like, that's more compelling to me rather than like, haha, sleep deprivation and okay, everybody wake up in the morning and start running. Yeah. Um, the day two, obviously making the, you know, most important part and that's fully evidenced by, you know, Corey um, and his horrible performance on day one uh, coming in last on every single uh, uh, trial. It just pretty insane. Um, I felt so bad. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, I guess we'll get to it when we talk about each individual player, but like you have to sit there and wonder, like, 
he's never going to win, right? I mean, I know he came in second place. I know he came so close because day two is what mattered the most. But just watching him come in last place on every single trial and like in most finals, like those checkpoints are way more important that they had the the checkpoints that that they did on day one are way more important to the overall run. Like when you're adding up time and all that kind of stuff than they were in this specific final, this was the best chance he would have had in a final like that, where it didn't all matter, you know, that much, but it's, yeah, it was just, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A rough one. Yeah. I mean, this is why we had Corey, uh, you know, whenever we were talking about like Corey versus Josh, that's why I have Josh ahead of Corey at this oh my point. God. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. and still do. I feel like it was only exemplified here. Uh, and I wonder if, you know, Vessel's point about Josh winning this final might have done okay. I think that he uh, might have done well at quite a few things here. Um, but it's, it's tough for Corey. The, like, those first four days, there's some of them that I don't think that I would have expected him to just do absolutely awful. At. Like, I was surprised that he came in last in strength. Yeah, um, there was a little bit of strategy, I guess, involved in that one. Chris is the only one that kind of talked through uh, the the main idea of what you know he had planned and what I guess other people were doing. The sim- a similar thing of just um, they had four different big blocks of weight that they had to bring, and um, it looked like at first people were going to just do them all at once and you know run up the hill with all these extremely heavy weights. Um, instead, doing two at a time made a lot more sense and. Uh, even still, uh, you know, Corey kind of seeing, seeming like he was at the back of the pack, um, seeing what everybody else was doing still comes in last to all three of those guys, which was I, I was surprised. And he doubled down on himself in that one. Mm-hmm. That was his double down. Yeah, uh, he did attempt. It seemed to me, at least I don't think they highlighted it, but it seemed like he realized that he was behind. So he made an attempt at trying like one block at a time for the second and third runs that he was going to do, trying to just power through those faster, which I think is a really good move if you realize that you are behind with the two blocks like try anything that could give you a potential advantage and see if it could possibly uh allow you to make up ground so i like that he was at least trying there um but yeah very unfortunate that all five you know all four stations all five minutes he ended up with in disadvantages it's it's like impressive it's like it's almost hard to do that when you're when you're trying as hard as everybody's trying in a final uh to be last place in uh four different specific skill competitions um the the so it was strength smart skill and steel stomach um steel stomach not surprised that he came in last you know anybody can come in last on a section like that nobody wants to be eating all that crap um somehow you know well i guess because it was vegan this time around tori you know powers through it banana seems okay fessy actually actually you know uh and one of the parts he's usually the weakest at in the final uh makes it through okay with that section um falling you know uh, falling on that section, Corey, whatever. Um, but yeah, the strength one coming in last, not even like second or third is crazy. Um, the puzzle and the spelling, it's just, you know, Corey, you, you gotta, this, this is part of a final. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say that in like a nice way. Like you gotta be smarter. Like, I, I don't know, but maybe he doesn't have it. I don't know. It's practice puzzles. I, I don't think that anyone, like so few people do this outside of like, you know, Kyland on 39 episode zero. There's so little talk of people practicing puzzles, uh, you know, even on Survivor, Sandra's like I do uh, like slide puzzles every single day on my phone just in case I come back on Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> that is not her full time career. Uh, necessarily. You know, she's made yeah. plenty of money off of it. But these people come back season after season after season. Do some puzzles like and it's 
unfortunate. Obviously, some people are going to just be uh, more naturally adept at puzzles and some will struggle regardless. But uh, I just don't think that people take puzzles seriously enough when they account for a very large portion of these finals. Yeah, and I feel like it's surprise. I mean... So the challengers know that there's going to be puzzles in a final, so they should also be preparing for this. Um, survivors just come from a game where, you know, every single round of the game they were in had some kind of puzzle at some sort in some kind of challenge they were playing in. So um, they are, you know, more focused on the puzzles probably than the physicality of anything else, especially the modern players looking at, you know, the Carsons of the world. Um, so I, I don't know if it's just more ingrained in them because I feel like we saw, you know, on last season of USA and this season, it's just... Um, they have an ability to just try or do do better than uh, maybe somebody else, uh, you know, certainly more than your average rookie would. Um, I don't know. But yeah, no, it certainly uh, needs to be prioritized a little bit more. And uh, again, I go back to the point of just like some some people like Corey and Fessy, um, there's certain parts of these finals that are just not clicking no matter how many times they run them. This is Fessy's like third time finishing fourth place, fourth time. So what's the part of the final that you think that Fessel was like egregiously bad at let's start with the part where he where he is in confessional saying i'm a big guy with littler legs like this isn't made for me and or (laughs) something like that and i'm like my guy a final is all about running 10 miles if you're lucky and you're complaining about the fact that you have to go do this long run like am i am, am i hearing this wrong or uh the thing is he's really keeping up like he is surpassing bananas with a time advantage. Like I think that Fessel is a perfectly fine runner. Um, I think usually people would give him crap about the eating portion because he elected not to do it when Casey basically had a broken leg (laughs) that they were running. So, uh, you know, once I saw him in Jordan in that like marathon eating competition or whatever that they had to do, maybe it was like a drinking, disgusting things. Um, I was like, I'm actually really not that worried about him here, uh, for, I mean, we can get to it, but for him and Tori, well, I mean, you know, I wasn't complaining about Tori getting eliminated. Uh, I think that the weight that was placed on this stupid ass axe throw that gets people just like yeah. uh, everyone else completes it and you didn't. So you're eliminated and there's literally nothing you could have ever done that would have prevented that. So uh, I just think it was wholly imbalanced and I don't take this as like, oh, Fessel's weakness showed by any means. Um, I think when it comes down to it, just to answer the question again in a different way, and I'm just, I, I'm, I'm sorry that I know they're listening right now. I'm sorry that I'm calling you guys dumb again. Uh, I'm not, but I am. Um, it's just that when you think of people that are wildly successful in finals and people that even just show up like a Chris here that just show up one time and are successful, you need to have the right brain. You need to have a good working, functional, forward thinking brain. Look at bananas. And I, 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 I will, and I have to give him the credit for it. He is a smart man when it comes to these, you know, just the mentality for, for how to navigate a final Jordan CT um, watch what Chris did here. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a different type of like, you can see inside how their brain works compared to a Corey or a Fessy or, um, just mm. give any other example of people that have made it to all these finals and it didn't work. Like this, there's a reason that Devin was able to win a final. He's not the most physically intimidating guy, uh, boy, Devin, of course, um, he has the brain for it. And it, it, you really need that because the, the mm. final is going to test all different strengths and, you know, just being the big strong guy that Fessy is, is only going to help him in that one small section of it, if that. Yeah, I mean, I'm still taking Fessy over Devin on a season as a whole, but even on a final, I'm a not. million times over Devin. I'm not. 
I'm taking uh, Devin a million wild. times over Fessy. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, I well, think the that... stats are currently backing me up. Okay, well, he won one final. That was first of all a team that Bananas and Nani made one mistake that completely took them out of it, and so and it was that was the only part of the final that mattered. Uh, so uh, you know, I and I think that if Fessel and Mariah were there, they'd probably beat them. Um, but. I or at least give them a good run. I think that there are so few challenge winners these days where, you know, two people win a season, one person on the challenge 39 that I'm not looking at anyone uh, sideways for not having a final win in their first five seasons, six seasons like that is not what it used to be to me uh, you know when you had let's say like a Derek or a paula or uh you know many people that didn't win after their first seven seasons and it's like oh like, we're really creeping up there yeah because eight people won a season like <laughs> you know bananas wins many of his seasons on four piece person teams two people teams like at, where at least uh, or you know uh, like okay there's actually two male winners and two female winners on many of uh his wins so i'm not saying that like i'm not taking anything away he's one of the best of all time and so yes a comparison of Fessel to Bananas, like at his prime, I'm taking Bananas. Um, but I am not putting Fessel on a level with Corey where I see like glaring issues in their final performance. Well, now I'm I'm like thinking back to trying to think of like, who's the last challenge winner that because I, I may be sticking with this theory for a while. We'll see how much okay. it holds up for me that like <laughs> you just need to be intelligent to win uh, the, the these current finals. So I'm looking back and trying to see, you know, who can I say that maybe that didn't apply to? Um, this is a dangerous game. <laughs> and I'm going to play it. Um, <laughs> Devin and Tori, I think both intelligent enough and they shared one brain and it just worked well for them. Are you Case- taking Tori over Fessel and puzzles and everything else? Because I'm not remotely. Tory over Fessy in puzzles. No. Yeah, it's just a good partnership there. So, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> but I don't I mean, think Mariah was the, the you know, key partner that would have no. helped Fessy keep his brain on straight. No. So, still don't think that he necessarily has the advantages there. Devin was the one with the win, or with the good brain there. Sure. Uh, again, I'm just saying that, like, very much it's, like, partnership-based. It's, like, uh, there's, you know, what final you end up getting. There's many, many factors here. I'm going to say the last person that, that is on this list of champions that, like, brute forced their way through the final with just all physicality is Turbo. Ooh, uh, I was going to go Rogan. Uh, well, I, teams are hard to say. Uh, you know. mm. <laughs> what are you? Is, is that, like... Uh, well, no, I, I I just am saying that, like, uh, yeah, we don't really get teams anymore. Uh, you know, there's Hunter, let's say. You know, there's multiple ways. She had the that... brain, uh, he had the brain right next to him. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's so much like, I, I don't think that he is bad at puzzles by any means. Uh, I mean, he wins the puzzle section here uh, and does, like, fine in the spelling. Uh, I don't think that he is, like, approaching a challenge in the way that, like Wes and Bananas are, where it's like, okay, I see every single way that I could potentially get an advantage here. Um, but I don't think most of the people on this list are either. I don't know. Well, well, I'll totally remember to bring this back up, you know, with the season 39 final and see if, <laughs> see if that applies as well. But I don't know. Um, there's a lot of aspects that go into it. And just seeing some people, you know, fail to get the win over and over again, it just makes me uh, sit and think like, you know, what is it? And I'm sure I'm sure they do a lot more thinking about it than I am about why it's not working for uh, for them. You know, Corey, you know, feeling like a, a letdown uh, throughout the first part. And then by the, at least by the second part, he kind of picks himself up a little bit. And he's like, no, like I came from the bottom of the pack, five minute disadvantage to, you know, coming in second. Like, don't worry, like my kids aren't going to kick me out of the house. It's going to be OK. So glad, glad for him that he was able to get to that place. But um, where do we go from here? Um, 
we, we you you mentioned the uh, Tori and Fessy when they get to that part with the axe throwing and stuff. My jaw dropped to the ground when <laughs> when they both got that uh, letter from TJ saying that they were out. Um, mm-hmm. It just I mean I don't I don't remember what my final picks were uh, to win. Uh, maybe you do, um, but I I think I said Fessy and I think so too. I think Tori was. I think I said Michaela than Tori, which, you know, this worked out really well prediction wise, uh, totally <laughs> nailed it. Um, Tori, like it's just, I was expecting her to be at the top of the pack and then she like comes in last on the strength. Um, she does okay on some of the others, uh, obviously good on the eating, but then getting to the second portion, second day and uh, seeing Tori deal uh, eliminated first of the final i was like what the hell uh and then fessy right behind her which we we kind of saw coming because the you know he had to run back after running on the wrong path but i was shocked uh-huh i think that this kind of like did kind of put a knock on tori for me in terms of evaluating her final ability just watching her strug in like uh, watching her struggle against yeah drug. <laughs> <It's> drug. Um, <laughs> so just watching her come in fourth in let's say like the strength portion and in the spelling portion and like okay she does well in the eating but uh is she doing well it, she actually does do well in the uh like the reverse connect four thing that they get yeah. but just you know there's multiple things that just like didn't line up and ultimately she gets fourth place to a, a very strong field like not taking that away from this field whatsoever but uh in a spot where we thought that she would be at a probably big advantage you know how much of it is the axe throw probably all of it uh for the most part but uh, i don't know i i didn't think this was a particularly impressive final run for tori if she got the axe throw she would have made it obviously a lot sooner michaela would have been out because she decided to walk no, well, she had already made it to oh, that yeah. section, so it would have been Chanel, I think, because she had the two-minute disadvantage. So then it would have just been down to that at that point. Um, so that's like what I didn't like about this final. Again, that that checkpoint felt so arbitrary. Yeah. The advantage of that axe throw, which is kind of luck in my opinion, on the most part. Um, I, you know, it, none of these people are skilled axe throwers. Uh, it is not something that they know to practice, that they have practiced, that's ever shown up before. Um, and it's not something that translates to like another skill very like easily. Uh, so I thought there was way too much of an advantage getting to cut out a mile and a half almost <laughs> in that run where like no person could have possibly outrun uh, anyone else by having to take the disadvantage. Yeah, I mean, look, I've only thrown axes once in my life uh, at one of those, you know, uh, <laughs> axe-throwing places, and uh, it's not as easy as people might think it is. Um, I certainly had, like, you know, as many tries as I wanted to to uh, <laughs> to get it in the board, and there wasn't <laughs> as much on the line. Um, but, like, I think the idea of the a challenge like that, where it comes out of nowhere and it's like, figure it out, is like, especially, you know, they give them five chances. Um, you kind of need to approach that slow and steady. And I don't know who was and who wasn't because the edit was going so fast and moving us through it at a rapid pace. But like, I would hope that whoever, you know, that anyone getting to that station, if they've never thrown an ax before is like, okay, I have five chances here. You know, it's not just going to be super easy. Let me throw the first one. See if it totally fails. How do I correct it? You know, going forward. And if you're not able to correct it within the five tries that you get, then I, I certainly don't think, you know, I'm, I'm agreeing I, in the, in the overall, I agree with you. It shouldn't have been as an important thing as it was where the two people who, you know, fail at it uh, are just right out. But 
I don't know, just uh, you would hope that uh, by by the fifth time they can figure out, you know, whether you're throwing it one handed or two handed, like something eventually works uh, because six other people did get it done. Yeah. Uh, no, they did. Uh, and again, I feel like a lot of that is just so much luck. Uh, I mean, the only people that I noticed that were throwing it with like a really weird method, I think were Tori and Corey to my recollection where they were almost like side, like side arming it, um, which I thought was a very curious strategy. Uh, but Corey does manage to land it. So again, I feel like a lot of it was luck at a certain point. Uh, you know, you can get skilled at that, no doubt, but I don't think people walk in here and are, just like magically much more talented at this than most other people that they cast on the challenge. Right. So I don't know, uh, just to wrap it up on Tori and Fessy there, that's, that's, that's really it. Um, it's, you know, there's not much of, uh, uh, we, we kind of said this going into this episode that there wasn't much of a story on Tori this season. It was just, you know, she's a strong champion here working with some of the vet girls mm-hmm. and, you know, there's not much of a story as she goes out. Um, and Fessy, I would say the same thing. It wasn't really, a whole lot to, you know, sink our teeth in as to, you know, what was happening here. It's just, he's lost again. Yeah. I mean, especially Fessy, I think, I think Fessel had you know, hardly any confessionals all season when they did, it kind of made him look like a goof. So, um, I don't think that this was ever going to be his season based on the edit. Tori, it was kind of like, well, and, you know, eh, well, they've all kind of had even ish, like quiet periods, then like they pop their heads up and they get a little bit more of a storyline. And with Tori, it's just like, well, you know, we know her at this point. I think they assume we know her. So are they just not going to like hit us over the head with it? Uh, so, and that's why Tori could like do decently. But yeah, still was very surprised to see these two go out, especially because I didn't know anyone was getting eliminated. Did they even mention that? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I don't remember that. Maybe that yeah. led to me having my judge dropped because I'm sitting there like, <laughs> mouthfully agape for a minute watching Tori <laughs> read that thing. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't. I, I don't think I knew it was coming. Um, I was like, did Tori also take a shortcut unfairly, but TJ had to move on? <laughs> like, yeah, he had to uh, he had to get back to his cabin, play guitar, and uh, <laughs> let everybody figure it out on their own. Um, so that's that. I mean, um, I guess to to climb up the list of the third placers, I was about to get to Bananas anyway, because Bananas uh, actually did the best on the first day, and he had a two-minute head start over everybody mm-hmm. else. Um, and it didn't matter much because Fessy quickly ran up behind him and then Chris ran up behind him. Um, there's this whole, you know, thing about how bananas is the old guy now. And, you know, even though he's got the seven wins, he's the old guy now, um, thoughts on his performance in the final here. Uh, he didn't get to ride an ATV. (laughs) Like that's the thing is so many of these advantages were so, like crazy weighted for me that just like okay someone running is never ever ever keeping up with an atv so like okay he got the scales wrong and you want to say that that's what did him in and so like bad on him fine but uh you know uh, one mistake is just going to completely annihilate your chances of winning this final i mean yeah it's a final and sure but i usually find that it's like i if it was okay, they're running around with extra weight on them. And like, you get to drop like a a sandbag if you complete this thing and you get to run faster, like fine, because that is something that you could overcome. It's something that's like not so massively weighted, but if it's just like, okay, well the person like gets to, you know, jump on an airplane like and get flown to the final leg, then like, okay, well I guess I just shouldn't compete anymore. Um, So like, I I just, and that's why I thought that uh, like Michaela's choice was so egregiously bad. 
For sure. Uh, just yeah, to tie her in here too. Absolutely. When she, um, I mean, it was a very funny scene and I was just like, as much as I love Michaela, I was like, okay, Desi, like just the way that her and Michaela show up together, they realize, or Desi realizes a lot quicker. Um, there's only one station available at the moment and I'm not even going to ask Michaela. I'm just going to start picking up rocks and putting it in and Michaela going, oh, I guess she's going. <laughs> I was like, this yeah. is why Desi's about to get the win. So, um, Michaela, you know, taking matters into her own hands is like, well, I'm not going to sit here and wait for it. Um, I see the path ahead and I get it. Like I get the mentality to do what Michaela did. Of course, it's not the correct move and I would make the incorrect move as well. But just something within you sometimes or within me at the very least when I, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, like. Uh, let's use the city as an example. We're like, oh yeah, no, it's like 20 blocks away. Like by the time the Uber gets here and we get in the car and then eventually like it drives us through traffic, like walking would just be so much faster. And next thing you know, the car drives right by you that everybody else is in the car and you're walking and you still have half the the ride to go. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I get it. (laughs) It was an all in decision of, I will lose this final if Desi successfully completes these scales. And if she doesn't, then okay, I might have like a solid little bit of an advantage. Uh, I That's such a high risk. I've seen the comparison that like, it's kind of a West move of like, all right, what are the chances that she does this? What are the chances that then I can catch up, you know, with right. her if I go on the scales after her uh, and weighing those two, uh, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> I just think that like that ATV is such a massive advantage that I would be really hard pressed, especially when I count the number of ATVs that are still there and see that Chris successfully did this and managed to take an ATV uh, before we got here, then I cannot imagine skipping the scales. Right. Um, it, it was obviously the wrong decision. <laughs> she knows that now. Um, but the, like you said, it was, it was a very big advantage getting to do that entire thing on a drive rather than having to run the whole thing. So Michaela and bananas both doing that entire run. It was just, it, it was never going to happen. It was always, always coming down to uh, Chris and Corey who were uh, successful in that weight challenge and Desi and Chanel who were both successful. Desi got that so perfectly that uh, the weight, mm-hmm. like that thing did not move. That was crazy. Uh, <laughs> that was the one Chris finished and it like was slightly off kilter. I was like, Oh, he failed. And they were like, no, you're good. Like, I didn't realize that it just had to not touch. Yeah. The ground. No, that's, I, I mean, I figured that out well, at the same time when, when, you know, they were like, Oh, Chris, you got it. And I'm like, oh, okay. So that's not that hard. Bananas is goes plummeting to the ground. Like, I don't know what he was thinking or doing or picking up or, or what he thought was going on. Um, Corey, Corey being like, I know scales. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. Do you? Why? <laughs> Uh, like, isn't that what people that like really care about their, uh, their like, like food and stuff do? Like they put their food on scales. Yeah, that feels like a, a very different thing from balancing these two scales with rocks. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he was correct in his assessment of one to one, but, um, <laughs> if that's what he was doing, I don't know. Um, so Michaela and Michaela's story is going to finish here where, uh, we don't even, do we see her ultimately get to the top of the mountain? She had, been, I don't think so. No, she got medical attention as yeah. After that third checkpoint, um, where they have to assemble the blocks of the, uh, elimination order. Uh, she gets it, but then she doesn't make it up the mountain all the way. Bananas does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we even get like what looks like firemen coming out to check on Michaela <laughs> <right>. and run <laughs> dressed in these giant red uniforms. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just think that doing that run was too much, unfortunately, uh, especially just like trying to sprint it. Essentially, I wonder 
how much with the advantages you know because you got to cut out 1.2 miles there you got to cut out at least a mile on the atv like how far was that run actually uh if you did get all the advantages which a good amount of them did um so i am curious there but yeah i mean very very solid season for michaela and for bananas frankly um and hope to see michaela back have complete faith that she could be a winner of these at one point but uh hopefully not making a decision like this yeah i absolutely think i 100 percent think that you know she has it within her uh to be a champion she um made one bad decision here and if she makes that right decision then she gets to the uh third checkpoint a little bit faster and maybe the momentum and, and knowing that she's in the lead and she's about to you know or maybe, i don't know she wouldn't have been in the lead but um you know just just not having gone through that extra run that she didn't need to go through if she did it correctly the right way the first time um you know she absolutely is in there with a chance um Michaela had a great season going from first out in her first season to making the final here coming in third place, you know, outlasting Tori, you know, just you you get down to it. Top three, absolutely uh, a worthwhile ending here. So, uh, you know, shout out to her and I can't wait to see her in future seasons. Um, Then we get down to we talked about Corey already and our second other second place finisher is Chanel who was like in the back of the pack for the first day uh, you know with the the minute advantage and then um, all of a sudden I look up and Chanel's in second place for the women Mm-hmm. I feel like the edit for Chanel was so disrespectful for her making second place on her rookie season. They're they're rolling the credits over her talking like as she finishes second place. We didn't even get her walking up to the like to the summit before they start rolling the credits. I thought it was really wild uh, that they treated her as such. I know that she had quiet spells throughout the season, but. I don't know. Like, it, very impressive to be getting second here for Chanel. I thought she was a pretty big narrator of the final at the very least. I, I yeah, that is true. I saw a lot of her. Um, and then, I mean, you know, talk about <laughs> disrespectful at the end there. Desi and Chris are, like, celebrating their wins, screaming together at the top of that rock, like, as the show was cut. Like, it was giving, like... I was going to make a Dancing with the Stars reference that you weren't going to get. Um, nope. But at the end of every episode of Dancing with the Stars, it's like they're surprised that they're about to run out of time. Uh, you know, even though they just announced the eliminated team that's about to go home and the eliminated team gets onto the dance floor to do their last dance. And it always gets cut off like the second they start doing their dance because they mm. never have enough time. And it's like, how do you? So I don't know. Well, you know, they, they couldn't have shaved off an extra, you know, 20 seconds to give the winners, you know, 20 more seconds. Whatever. It's OK. Um so th- th- Chanel, yeah, Chanel, I think she had a very good season for, you know, what you could have expected um, for sure. I think she definitely has a case to come back and um, I hope that she does. Um, do you think she will? Do I think she will? Yes. I don't think so. I'm sad about that, but I don't think she will. I don't think that MTV or, you know, production, uh, you know, CBS production, like, liked her enough. They even talked about, like, oh, yeah, like, she, you know, choosing to leave the confessional of, like, she was kind of a flop on Survivor. <laughs> like, that is them deciding. I know they, they liked her enough to bring her back here, and I don't think that someone doing poorly on one or even two seasons of CBS reality TV uh, in terms of entertainment value is enough to not get them brought back in the future because I feel like we've seen it plenty of times. Uh, But I don't know. It does well enough with how few returnees there were from USA 1 especially. I have a tough time seeing, like, you know, we look at the list of USA 3 when it's flying out and Chanel's on there. I I don't know. I think I see it. Uh, Just, well, I certainly seem to see it more than you do. Um, 
I don't know if it's USA or like, you know, 41 or 42 of the main show, but um, I just feel like she held her own well enough. Um, She was willing to, you know, be a, a shit talker and confessional being like, you know, shut up, Cassidy, you suck. Um, I'll take you down in the nation, <laughs> which she did. Um, and I don't know. I think there's something there. I think she's great. And I would love to see her back. Um, I did see a Instagram story where she was talking. Someone was like, would you do the MTV version? She's like, Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> like that. They got a lot of stuff going on there. And like, I might just leave that to them. Um, so I'm not sure if she'll, you know, yeah. I think that, you know, once yeah. the call comes the in, call comes, still... you're going, <laughs> uh, so I could see it, but I don't know. I, I think I would like to see it more than I think that we will see it. All right. Um, so that's Corey and Chanel, the second place errs there. And let's talk about our champions. We've waited long enough here. Um, let's start with, um, leave the, we'll leave the best for last and let's talk about Chris first. Um, uh, Chris Underwood, uh, two time reality TV winner. He is now two for two, which he is very happy about. I was listening to the podcast, uh, the official challenge podcast with both Chris and Desi. Um, and he was very happy that, you know, at this point in, in his reality TV career, that's what he can say. He's two for two. Yeah. Is this the best winning season for a male rookie ever? That there's, there's certainly a good case to be made there. Um, I mean, didn't Turbo win in his rookie season? Mm-hmm. So I can't remember anybody else. Um, <laughs> there have been others. Um, what I will say is I think that it is probably the most impressive uh, in that he took out challenge vets in elimination like Wes. Uh, he beats a very stacked field in a final. Um, but for me, I think that the best winning season is turbo uh, social game. And also just like <laughs> intimidation factor was so good that no one ever once throw him into an elimination. Uh, and then he demolishes what is widely considered the hardest final of all time. I think that his is still the best rookie season. Uh, but I do think Chris's is very impressive. Do you hear yourself praising Turbo Social Game? Yeah, I mean, at that time, I it, know. there are two uh, different people that exist. It's insane that, that the sentence is a sentence that can be said. But um, <laughs> but no, I, I would say that Turbo's win does look overall more impressive than Chris's for sure, because Chris had his back up against the wall in a way that he never... Um, you know, he had to win out. I mean, winning out is certainly a valid strategy for the people that are able to do it. Um, but, you know, anybody who's able to get there without having to do that is uh, going to be seen as a little bit more like I would, you know, if if the old turbo stuck around, bet on him more times than I would Chris. Um, but I do think that Chris is somebody who can kind of learn from his mistakes and learn from his social game uh, errors that he's had along the way. I don't know if he's going to. I think he has the capabilities to. Um, you know, he talks about in the interview, he's like, I'm worried, you know, if I were to come back anytime soon, that people are going to, you know, have my uh, you know, call for my head on a silver platter because they're going to, you know, think this guy's so cocky on his rookie season, you know, like, I don't know, the Amber B effect of what Amber B has felt for seasons after getting her win right away. Um, so I don't know. I could see that happening. Um, I do think that we'll see him back at some point. I don't know that it's going to be right away because I don't think there's going to be a spot for him right away. I mean, unless if USA two happens tomorrow and they give him a USA three, two, right. three, two, <laughs> talk slower, Matt. Um, if USA three happens uh, you know, anytime soon, then I think he gets the call. Whether or not he answers it is a different story. Um, he's talking about how, you know, everything at home is so great right now, which it seems to be, you know, his wife and his daughter. And um, I don't know. Are we questioning it? <laughs> well, some people say that. I'm not questioning him. I'm questioning a lot of other people that say Who things like that. Who knows if his home life is really great? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> 
excuse me. <laughs> I'm already like fumbling through uh, uh, other things. Now I have to go back and defend myself. Um, there's some okay, but now you're gonna make me defend myself. Um, it's a joke. It's I a know, long. but there's so many people that that are out here being like, oh yeah, like all my businesses at home that I have to attend to, and it's not just Wes that says that. It's like okay, like you're gonna answer the call tomorrow. Like I can see a world where, where Chris doesn't. Anyway, um, this is. An incredible story for him, um, you know, powering through those, what was it, four, I think, eliminations to win that challenge, to get him to the final, and then run right over four, uh, three other challenge vets to be the first one up there. Um, it seems by what they were saying on the podcast that he beat the, the next person up there, which was Corey, by about 20 to 30 minutes. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, super impressive. I do think it has to be incredibly satisfying to go from, I mean, I'm going to say factually the worst Survivor winner ever to uh, one of the best rookie seasons uh, for a challenger of all time. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, that must be so validating and, and like very valuable for him uh, after his first experience. I do think there's a chance if season 40 is all winners or even if it's like legends, I think that a Chris could or whatever it is. I think a Chris could sneak in there. Yeah. I guess when you certainly put it that way, where if it's winners, then uh, absolutely. Um, you know, they're going to yeah. call the, the recent winners and uh, try to get Danny and Sarah back and we'll see if they actually answer the call this time. Uh, but I don't know. Um, they, they, I mean, they have his number. They, he put up a good, a good run. Um, I don't know how I am in, how I made to interpret the fan reaction to him because I don't know that there was much. It's not like people are like, you know, rallying behind him. Like he's some like super stand worthy player. I mean, he's very attractive, but like besides that, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I still remember the the sock company video that he put I out. So I'm not, yeah, so I'm not standing. <laughs> um, but he has I, such pretty eyes, though. That yeah, I'm sure that's what keeps most people standing. Um, <laughs> and so I don't know. I in terms of also, I guess I forgot to touch on this. In terms of like impressive rookie wins, uh, did come into this season, even though he might have messed it up with a pretty large alliance, uh, whereas many other people did not on their rookie season. So again, very very solid, very impressive. But uh, there were a couple advantages that not every rookie gets. Uh, you know, coming in as one of almost entirely a rookie cast versus uh, you know one of very few rookies. So. Um, yeah, I think that the story on Chris is going to be very interesting to watch develop. I don't think this is the last time we see Chris. I think that we will see him on another season. I think that he is probably going to be a pretty solid-sized target, and I'm curious to see how he can handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, watching him get the win, TJ being, like, beyond excited for him uh, was, you know, <laughs> TJ loves this kind of story. The guy that, you know, was thrown in, thrown in, thrown in. Like, he, TJ saw plenty of Chris down in the Elimination Arena, came back every single time. Um, so to see him, you know, as he says up there, he's like, zero to hero. Uh Love it. Fantastic. Good job. Like, mm-hmm. it was, um, it, again, just impressive. Uh, his confessional that he gave where he's like, I'm a true challenger. I'm a survivor. I freaking did it. Like, you know, it's 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 nice to see anyone in a moment like that of just like it, it felt like it, it would have been impossible, but they made it happen. Um, so good job to him. Yeah. Um, God, except I hate this. Like, I'm a true challenger. Like, shut up, Chris. Shut up, Polly. And you got cast on the show. That's, that's it. <laughs> None of this. I needed to prove myself. I like also uh, Chris's mentality that he had while running uh, this final. He says that he was like, I uh, spent the entire time envisioning uh, both banana, uh, like all of bananas, Corey and Fessy, like, like a mile ahead of him. So like, he was like, you know, 
just imagining that they were there and he was running to catch them rather than like, mm-hmm. like, you know, keeping them, uh, keeping his lead on them. Um, and you know, there's a, a lot of this comes down to mentality and I don't know that I would have thought that that way. Uh, I would have just been trying to stay uh, ahead of everybody. So I don't know. Um, impressive to hear him talk through it all, but let's also talk about our, uh, champ on the women's side, a returning challenge USA, uh, who was also in the final last season. And the story was that, uh, one Enzo Palumbo, uh, ruined that for her, but he is not here to do such a thing yet again. And Desi is going to be a challenge champion. Woo! Should have been two time. Um, yeah, <laughs> very exciting. Uh, huge rooting interest coming into this season. Uh, very excited for Desi that she got the chance to come back at all, let alone convert that to a win. So, I mean, I can't imagine anyone being upset by this result. No, um, I would have taken. I, I would have been happy with, uh, especially when Story was out, <laughs> any results. Um, <laughs> and once it started to seem like Desi really had the confidence and was not gassed out i was like oh desi desi's gonna do this um and she did and it was so fun to watch so um so fulfilling to watch you know after what happened last time um and watching how upset she was last time of course anybody would be uh to get redemption for it this time and go all the way and do it it was just awesome mm-hmm. yeah it's a very satisfying journey for Desi. I hope we see Desi again. I'm curious if she would take like a season off at this point. Uh, I don't think we're going to get world championships anymore, right? So uh, could you imagine Chris and Desi going to Worlds? That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, I don't think we're getting it again because the international <laughs> seasons don't seem to be happening uh, anymore. Um, it's okay. Um, but I do think we'll see Desi again at some point. The way that she uh, was talking about the possibility uh, again on the official challenge podcast was basically saying like, she's like, I didn't expect to get a call for last season, let alone this season. Like she's like, I, you know, came in the middle of the pack of of, like the beginning of the jury on my season of survivor. So like she didn't expect to ever be on the radar in the first place. She gets the call for the first season, makes the final is lucky enough to get the call, uh, you know, to come back here again and, you know, completely proves why they got the correct, made a a very good casting decision in her um, and, and why she deserves to be here and why she deserves to come back. Uh, If she'll come back, she is, I think recently engaged. So she's got, you know, some wedding planning coming up um, with her fiance say and uh she's like you know what she said was she's kind of focused on that i guess right now and um if the call comes in the future i don't think that she's saying no but maybe uh, as always it depends on timing i don't know yeah oh, season 40 could be so fun if we get the right people mm-hmm. that's what i'm worried about uh you know i who knows a fantasy cast would be very fun to put together for season 40 at some point but uh you know i feel like people are gonna be speculating for quite some time and i just want some fresh faces and these would be two of them yeah for sure um i i guess i have a little bit of worry um Desi talks about, you know, really she's she's somebody who we see this player or this type of person on a show all the time really wanting to play with integrity. And she talked in the interview as well about how turning on Tori in that move that they did a couple weeks back really made her feel a certain type of way that she like was letting herself go and whatnot. And it's like, well, I think I don't know. It, it just, you know, it, it gives me a little bit of a, a pause to you know, hope that uh, that's not going to happen again, or she's not going to always feel like that in the future. But I I don't know. Yeah. uh, I don't know. I mean, if she were to turn this into a challenge career, 
something that kind of everyone plays but like that whether they feel bad or not they make their alliances and really stick to them yeah. uh because of the consequences on future seasons so i think it hurts her as a challenge competitor less than it would on almost any other game because you know whether or not she felt bad about it she'd probably be playing the same way so um i don't have as much of a concern there yeah um but again congratulations to desi so excited to now have um two new champions and, and definitely, you know, well-deserved here for both Chris and Desi. So um, that's a wrap on the final and on the f- uh, eight finalists. Um, what else do we want to talk about here? Uh, if you were going to put double down on any of the skills double competitions, down. which one are you pick in? Oh, like for myself? For yourself. Not strength. <laughs> Not eating. Um, so spelling or uh, the puzzle, I'm going to go spelling. I did play along as I was taking my notes. And um, where did my notes go? I'll tell you which ones I got right and got wrong. Um, alliances. Tori, come on, really? <laughs> Missing the S. Schmoozing, I was fine with. Deceitful, I was fine with. Vengeance did trip me up as well. I did um, not get vengeance. Yeah, vengeance with an E-A. Like, why? Um, I guess I'm just like not typing about vengeance that much. Well, I mean, you're feeling it more often than you're typing about it. <laughs> um, and then ascending I got, so I got five out of six. So I would, I would have felt the best about that. I think that I would have picked it just based on, I wonder if they got to hear the, just the names of the four skills or if it was like, all right, so you guys, just so you guys don't know what you're going to get into moving forward. So you know what you want to double down on skills is going to be this puzzle type competition. Like, you know, was it that? Because if I heard skills and smarts, like I'm probably doubling down on smarts uh, when it was puzzle, when it was spelling, I would have doubted myself for a second. I am not the best speller in the world uh, by far. Uh, and I think the skills actually would have been better for me, but I will give it credit to Fessel and others that figured it out right away. I did not get this, uh, like three by three pattern going like they all realized right away. Yeah. It's also a reason I'm not running these finals or competing on these shows. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's another story. Um, you, I feel like like to talk about, you know, who's coming back when we finish yes. the season. So I, I assume that that is something that we should do uh quickish here. Um, Let's say you ahead. get three returning choices to put on the next challenge usa season specifically you know the same number that we got last time who are you picking so are we counting veterans are we counting michelle i would say yes and it's hard to count the veterans because they're always going to be back well on challenge usa i don't know oh on usa i guess yeah i'm not saying who's most likely i'm just saying you get to cast three and then we can go with who's likely okay um on each side no Uh, overall (laughs) overall that was all that came back this time Okay. Um, Cassidy. Okay, one. Tiffany. Okay, two. Because I always want Tiffany, and um, I don't need more Tyler, but he's he's likely. Oh. I don't I don't need him. Um, can I say? Oh well, I'm I'm thinking the finalists don't even count, but I'll just go Michaela. There you go. Um, yeah, I like that. I think I would probably go. I'm kind of debating Pauly. <laughs> where but, am i am i, <laughs> I don't Hello? Look, is this the like, right headphone <laughs> i know but like uh, i don't know i look i'm not rooting for Polly. um but i feel like there's so much more story there than there is with almost anyone else on this cast like i am curious to see where Polly's at these days uh just in the fact that i've resigned myself to the fact that they will cast him again so it's like well if he's in the mix <laughs> like oh my gosh 
Uh, I don't know. That's the one I'm the most curious about. Like, if I was casting and, like, that's who I would not pick him. Um, let's be clear. But, like, mm-hmm. that's who I'm the most curious to see on another season. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, I think you did a pretty good job. Cassidy, Michaela, uh, give me Desi again. Yeah. Um, most likely, um, I do think that they call Tyler again, as I was saying. 100%. Um, for sure. The Amazing Racers, no. Monty, eh. Sebastian, how did he get here? It depends on if Tori wants him back. Um, and uh, Alyssa L. I, I hope Alyssa Lopez gets another shot. I would be fine with seeing that. I think that could be fun. Um, you know, Alyssa, I think Chris and Tyler are basically the only two guys on that side um, outside of the vets mm-hmm. that I think we could probably see again. It's a lot of vet guys. Um, and then on the women's side, I think Cassidy, Tiffany, once again, Alyssa. Uh, and then, you know, the three finalists, um, I think the women's side is more stacked a hundred percent. Um, but it was a good season. What'd you say? (laughs) As per usual. Yes. Um, it was a fun season. It was, it was, uh, entertaining enough 14 episodes, you know, it wasn't dragging on forever and ever. So, you know, wrapping it up here feels pretty good. Um, moving right into 39 is, uh, just how being a challenge fan works. So, you know, uh, this is over now and then we move on to a brand new season right around the corner and uh and that's how this works so um the michelle fitzgerald fans will continue being fed as you know uh two weeks in between not that hard to get through we did it and uh what else i don't know uh are we good for plugs (laughs) or what do you want to do (laughs) plugs uh we have a lot of things to plug um we have a whole podcast feed to plug so i guess we are good for plugs at brian underscore scally on twitter there you go um, yeah, so I, I guess the main one really I'll prioritize the if you want to continue listening to us on continued challenge coverage moving forward. That is the free agents podcast. I'm assuming the way that I found it easiest was searching free agents challenge uh, right now uh, in most feeds. There also is a Twitter account at pod free agents it's what was available um (laughs) so uh uh, that is a pinned tweet currently on my twitter also that you could find the twitter account very easily which has the links to um both apple podcasts and spotify five star reviews really really do help uh especially when launching a new feed so uh you know if you've ever enjoyed us please (laughs) drop a five star there uh write whatever you want that doesn't matter uh like i will enjoy reading them so uh it matters in that sense but you know have fun with it and then for anything else continued coverage you know i'm on twitter at brian underscore scally where you'll find that tweet i'm on twitch at twitch.tv slash b scally i'm covering this season of the traders canada over on the rhap wrap-ups with puya i'm covering the devil's plan also on the rhap wrap-ups with Chappelle and continuing that and i guess it on the um on post show recaps to talk about the taylor swift eras tour movie um with Grace and Ariel, so people should check all that out. Yep, uh, of course, 100% echo that sentiment to please, please uh, leave <laughs> some five-star ratings and uh, reviews. Um, it will do a big part in helping it become easier uh, to search the podcast because, as you mentioned, um, right now you got to put in a couple different keywords to find it. It's also it's literally like not even 24 hours uh, new on you know Apple Podcasts as of this recording yet. So um, take some time for uh, Apple and for Spotify and all of them to realize, oh wait, people are gonna want to look for this one. 
one, so we should put it closer to the top. And you know, it's it's brand new. So um, the reviews will help uh, a lot. So thank you in advance uh, for anyone who you know has the uh, minute they can set aside to go do that. And just keep an eye on our twitters. I'm at Matt Liguori uh, again. Scally's at Brian underscore Scally at Pod Free Agents for uh, the new podcast feed. Of course, uh, stay tuned into this podcast feed uh, for Dom and Collins' uh, survivor coverage that they uh, very uh, very enjoyably survive, <laughs> surprised us with. Uh, uh, we plugged it at the end of the last episode saying maybe they'll be here on the merge. No, no, they, they tricked us. They got us. Um, uh, episodes one through three coverage is now out in this feed if you haven't checked that out yet. Um, so one more time, thank you so much to Dom and Colin for uh, for everything for over the years. We'll say that a million times. Um, that's it for us for here on this feed for now, but we will be continuing over on the Free Agents podcast feed. So check us out over there um, and you know leave some five-star ratings and reviews over on the Dom and Colin feed along the way as well. Uh, you know, if you got time to do both, that would be much appreciated. Uh, show some love, spread the love all around, and we'll be back, uh, already back over on that free agents feed with uh, the beginning coverage of the Challenge 39. So uh, thank you guys for checking this one out and all of the ones out for the past couple of years over on this feed. Uh, we'll see you over there. And uh, until next time, take care, everybody.